Welcome to St. Stephen's Chapel's Bible Study Podcast with your host, Pastor Manny Alanese. Join us as we spend a few minutes going through the entire Bible verse by verse. For more information and to support us financially, visit our website at saintstephenschapel.org. That's Saint, S-A-I-N-T, Stevens, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S, chapel.org. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to St. Stephen's Chapel's Bible Study Podcast. Today, we'll be looking at a passage commonly referred to as Jesus's cleansing of the temple. Oh, the power of God's word to penetrate our souls. Before we start, I want to encourage you to share these Bible study podcasts with others, even to post them on your social media. Now, let us join together in the presence of His glory as we pray. Lord God, let the words of your servant's mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, through Christ. Amen. Hear ye now the word of the Lord, found in John chapter 2, Verses 13 through 17. The Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons, and the money changers sitting there, and making a whip of cords. He drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And he told those who sold the pigeons, Take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of trade. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. This is the word of the Lord. Last time we completed our study of the wedding in Cana. After the wedding, Jesus his mother, his half-brothers, and his disciples left Cana and traveled down to Capernaum. When the Passover of the Jews was at hand, Jesus goes up to Jerusalem. This is the first of five festivals that Jesus attends in Jerusalem that are mentioned in this gospel. Let us make note that the writer, the evangelist of this gospel, mentions two Passovers that Jesus attends. The first Passover is at the beginning of his ministry, the second Passover comes at the end of his ministry. So as we look at this Passover, in verse 14, we are told that there are merchants and money changers in God's holy temple, selling oxen, sheep, and doves, pigeons. Before we look at what Jesus does, let us take a look at why these merchants are there. Is there a religious excuse for their presence in the holy temple? Obviously, the temple's religious leaders are aware and are allowing it. What we need to remember is that the Jewish people are called to come to the temple during Passover and offer up to God animal sacrifices for their sin as a part of temple worship. We as Christians know that temple sacrifices are the foreshadowing of the ultimate sacrifice still to come on the cross. In our text, we know that the Jewish people traveled from all over the nation of Israel to Jerusalem for this feast of Passover to offer up their sacrifices. Now, it can be excused as plausible that these merchants and money changers are in Jerusalem during this time, even in the vicinity of the temple, for the convenience of the people who have traveled a long distance without bringing 
their sacrifice for fear that their sacrifice could be killed or injured on the journey. The merchants provided a service for the people by having on hand animals for their sacrifice. The money changers are there to exchange their foreign currency to local currency so that the people could pay their temple tax, which was required of them. This all seems fine and good until we find out that they are conducting their business in the temple. In the temple, which includes the temple grounds, the commerce, the buying and selling is taking place in the area of the temple known as the courtyard for the Gentiles. This is the only area on the temple grounds where Gentiles, that is non-Jews, are permitted to enter to offer up prayers to God. This temple courtyard has been turned into a marketplace. This shows obvious corruption going on between the priests of the temple and the merchants and money changers for financial gain. They are making a mockery out of God and his law. The wicked religious leaders are trying to be sly and cunning in their deceitfulness, wanting to appear as though they care about the people's hardship by making the livestock more accessible to them, all the while knowing that they are profiting by defiling God's temple. Listen, the religious leaders are pushing God's commands, his law to the edge. They are allowing merchants on temple ground, even though they're not permitting foreigners into the temple building proper. They are pushing the very limits of what God permits and what God does not permit. We do the exact same thing in our lives. We push the very limits of what God permits and does not permit, thinking to ourselves that our intent is noble. Unfortunately, our actions, our behavior is not. It is sinful. Dare we think that we are outsmarting God. Dare we think that God is out of step, that God is out of date with the real world that we live in. Oh, our wickedness compared to the holiness of God. My friends, God is not mocked. Even if we are true Christians in Christ, God will chasten us. He will discipline us. He will discipline his children on this side of heaven. Are you mocking God? As we turn back, to our text, we see the Holy of Holies himself arrive on the scene. He has come to cleanse his father's temple from all corruption. Jesus is appalled by what is taking place. He then makes a whip of cords and drives the livestock, merchants, and money changers out of the temple. Let us not overlook this supernatural event that's taking place when Jesus cleanses the temple. It is estimated that there are over a million people in Jerusalem during this festival. These people have come to make sacrifices. This gives us a glimpse of the number of livestock needed to accommodate these people. The temple is overflowing with people and livestock. They are all driven out by Christ. So what is Jesus's motivation for doing this? Well, Jesus himself tells us. He says, take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of trade. This is a sacred place. It is fascinating to hear what Jesus says that catches the attention of the religious leaders. Jesus refers to God's holy temple as being his father's 
house. Incredible. Christ is zealous for his father's house. By cleansing the temple, Jesus is bringing forth the purity of the sacred worship of God. The temple as we know today was originally constructed that it might be a shadow of the living image found only in Jesus Christ, our Lord. The temple building, as we know, no longer exists. The Lord had it destroyed through the hands of the Romans. Jesus Christ is the true and living temple. And if we believe in him, he, through the power of the Holy Spirit, dwells in us. So now there's the question. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? And if you do, are you an obedient son or daughter of the Father? Remember, you are obedient not to be saved. You're already saved. You are obedient because you love him. And you want to live the blessed and beautiful life that God promises us. We'll continue next time. Until then, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Amen. You've been listening to Manny Alanese, pastor at St. Stephen's Chapel. For more information and to support us financially, visit our website at ststephenschapel.org. That's St. S-A-I-N-T, Stevens, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S, chapel.org. Now from Manny and the entire St. Stephen's Chapel family, thank you for your prayers. And join us next time as we seek to glorify God verse by verse.